Thank you for tuning in at Ravenna Assembly of God. We hope you enjoy this message and are blessed from it. If you want to tune in to more messages, log on to RavennaAG.com and search under the Media tab. Thank you and God bless. Good Sunday morning to you. It's good to have you with us here this morning. Unfortunately, it's online, but I wish you were here. But we're going to continue just to worship him and enter into this service together even though we're in separate parts in our homes and wherever you might be this morning. We want to continue to worship him and praise him because even though our situations or even though our proximities change, he doesn't. He is still the same today as he was yesterday and will be forevermore. So we want to take a few moments before we enter into his word to begin to just worship and praise him and invite his presence in wherever you might be this morning. So, Lord, I just pray that you will touch this morning, bless it. Lord, as we lift you up and encourage each other through this time, we pray that your name be blessed and that your kingdom be furthered. Lord, be praised this morning, be magnified, be glorified. Throughout all that is taking place, all that is happening, we pray your name be glorified as we look to you, the author, the perfecter of our faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship him with, well, how about some Christmas music? Amen. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let us.
I gotta tell you, I so enjoy Christmas music, 
And I know I get a little crazy. I keep it in my car all year round, but that 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 old Christmas song, Noel. I just I love Noel. Here's a little bit of uh, trivia for you, whether you wanted to know it or not. I'm not sure if you know what the word Noel actually means. Actually, it's an old French word, but it has a Latin derivative. It comes from the word Nazi, which means to be born, to be born, to be born, to be born. That's what the song is talking about. And his birth changes everything. And I hope this morning that you realize him changing everything in your life as well. Especially to those who are looking to him this morning. You know, he has a way of just meeting our needs that kind of blows my mind. It's, it's how you least expect it in many times, many ways. But want to continue to remember some needs that come before us this morning. Lee Shrewsbury lost his brother who passed away this past week. We want to continue to remember the Shrewsbury family. Also received a message from Marilyn Maley. And Marilyn and her husband, Mike, Joyce Steed's daughter and husband, they both had COVID. And I'm not sure if you're really aware of Mike's physical condition, but Mike is on dialysis. Uh, there are a number of other issues concerning his health. We need to lift them up and pray for them and believe God for them as well. There are some other people that also have COVID at this time from within our ranks. And also, we, we, we want to remember those who are, believe it or not, being tested for this as well. There's a lot of things going on out there, but our trust is in him and who he is. I would also ask that you would remember Ron Phelps, who's undergoing some well, it's a life-threatening procedure that he'll be undergoing on Monday morning. So please remember Ron as, as he looks to the Lord himself, but that he also knows that he has his brothers and sisters lifting him up in prayer as well. So Lord, this morning as we come to you, and I know that there's needs out there in homes, in lives, whether they be physical, financial, whether they be emotional or family-related, I, I just pray that you have this way of, of, of letting us know you're there. We call it a wink, so to speak. And it's just little things that let us know, hey, you know what, I'm in this with you. And I just pray that you would let them know your presence to those winks, that they know that you'll be coming as a result all they need you to be. Lord, I do, I pray your healing virtue be made manifested to them, impart your health, supply their needs, and Lord, as we gather together around this time of year in different ways because we're in a different situation, I just pray that through this time we will know your comfort, we will know your strength, we will know your stability, we will know your presence, we will know your virtue, we will know that joy to the world. So I pray that you would be glorified and magnified in each life, in each situation. We're just not looking to you to be that supplier because that, well, honestly, that you are our supplier, but it goes beyond that. Beyond those things, we want to know more of you, your presence and your touch, to know that closeness and that goodness. So I pray, bless them in their homes, bless them in their hospital rooms, whether it be in the nursing home. Lord, let them know your touch. 
And I pray your blessing upon this service this morning. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. Well, there, there are a couple things that are coming up and some other things that won't be coming up. But to let you know what's happening, we've put together a little slew of commercials for you. So sit back and, and take a look at what's happening and what's going on. And as a result, be informed of what's taking place as well as when it comes to giving. And we appreciate you. We appreciate what you've been doing and your faithfulness. We continue to reach out. We're doing a lot of outreach this time of year to families, blessings, providing. And uh, you know what? We want to thank you for your faithfulness as well. From the gift bags to the cards that we're handing out, I'll give you an update next week on just how many foster kids we were able to provide for. We're excited about this because it's gone over the top. So we'll sit back right now, take a look at these, if you will, and when we come back, we'll enter into the message. God bless you. Did you know that your baby boy will one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new This child that you've delivered will soon deliver you Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm a storm with his hand. Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you Hey, Ed, come check out my North Star Christmas tree topper at Levitate's. Is this a gummy bear? Yeah, we lost baby Jesus. Hey, check out these LED lights. I have them synced up to a 76-hour all-Christmas music playlist. There's my little Christmas DJ. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you waiting till Christmas is over so you can go buy a new nativity set when they're on sale? Huh? No. No, oh no. We lost baby Jesus like 11 years ago. Is, is baby Jesus always a gummy bear? Oh, no, no, oh, we trade it out every year. Yeah, like uh, last year it was a uh, tiny troll doll. <laughs> and the year before that we used a uh, dog treat. They were the perfect size, but <laughs> doll didn't get taken them and eaten them. You, you mean your dog 
kept stealing them. No, my son Dalton, he loves those dog treats. Especially the peanut butter ones. There was one year that we used a, uh, a doll head. That was creepy. We, we made a modeling clay, baby Jesus. So the dog took that one too. Um, one year we got desperate and used an ice cube. That was a miss and a mess. Yeah, just seems like everything we try to replace baby Jesus with never lasts. Say that again. Everything we try to replace baby Jesus with never seems to last. And? And what? Say it again, slowly. Why? Just do it dulcimo, slowly, do it. I don't understand what's happening. Just do it. This is getting weird. Say it! Fine! But when I'm done saying this, you're gonna march in here and you're gonna watch my star levitate. I'm fine, 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 do it. Fine. Everything we try to replace baby Jesus with never seems to, oh, yep, there it is, okay. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Amen. I hope you'll remember those announcements, if you will. Uh, it's hard to believe that we're just a little bit more than a week and a half away from Christmas. It, it, it's, well, I'll tell you what, even, even this past Friday, it was so nice outside. I saw people walking, riding their bicycles, riding their motorbikes, motorcycles. Uh, it was just a time to be out. The neighbors were out. It's in the middle of December. Who would funk? But uh, who knows? Maybe we will have a white Christmas. Temperature's going to drop next week, but enough for the weather. You don't need to hear a weather forecast this morning. We've come to enter into his word and to share some things. And over the next couple of weeks, I do want to share with you concerning Christmas. And just the, the frame of mind, really, I wanna sort of do something this morning that makes us reflect, that gives us some helps to remember during this time of year. Do you remember when the angel said to Mary, when she asked the question concerning how she would have a child since she knew no man? Well, the angel didn't go into all the details, obviously, but at the end, the angel said, nothing is impossible with God. Oh, I just want to shout that out there. Nothing is impossible with God. Look, you might have an impossible situation going on this year. This year has proven to be, oof, let's just get through it, get done with it. You might be looking at impossible family situations, impossible financial situations, maybe even impossible health situations. But let me declare this to you right now, and that is nothing is impossible with God. No, it's not. Joseph, if you remember the, the espouse of Mary, uh, did the best that with what he had and what he knew. Let me, let me say that again, because I almost said Joseph, the espoused wife, when I, I, I blew that. But Joseph, the espoused to Mary, did the best with what he had and what he knew. Uh, if you remember the story, he was going to quietly, behind the scenes, divorce her. And again, the way that that was set up, their marriages back then, so that he could go on with his life and she could go on with her life. He was doing the best he could with what he had and with what he knew. 
truthfully, that's all any of us can do. All any of us can do over, let's say, these next few weeks with what is left in this year is the best we can with what we have and with what we know. But if you really do that with a heart to honor God, if you're doing the wrong thing, because sometimes out of a right heart, we do do the wrong things. I know that God will correct you, just like he did with Joseph, because the angel showed him that Mary's not lying. That which is in her really is of the Holy Spirit. So don't be afraid to take her as your wife. Let me tell you something. God will do the same thing for us, to us, this Christmas season. And then, and then how about the shepherds? Take, take a look at your scripture there in your notes. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Look, shepherds, man, these are just the good old boys. They're out there doing the right thing. And you know, sometimes, honestly, destiny does not come up or arise out of the huge things, the big things, or even the great things. Listen, destiny almost always arises out of the small things of daily faithfulness. That's huge. That's why we should never grow weary in doing good things. For in due season, just like the shepherds, we will reap if we do not lose hearts. Suddenly, the angels come and they announce to the shepherds, and I can just see these guys, man, just scared spitless. But the message here is just keep doing the right thing. Many times it won't seem like it's paying off. I mean, let's be real. But keep doing the right thing anyways. Because somewhere, someplace, somehow, maybe when you least expect it, suddenly it's going to happen. Because don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. So let us not grow weary in well-doing. Now, in the case of the shepherds, boom, you know, good news of great joy. And, and I love this because the Greek word for great there is mega, mega. So this, this wasn't just joy, it was mega joy. <laughs> Sound like a toy commercial here. But it was, it was huge, it was mega joy. Trust me when I say this, joy is not a mood, it's a muscle. The joy of the Lord is our strength. It's a muscle you can work on. Look, it, it, it can be worked on this Christmas when things aren't going as, let's say, together as you might have planned. You know, I think back to just Thanksgiving and the fact that it's used to getting together with all the kids coming over and we did our own things and it's not, it wasn't the same thing. This year there's gonna be changes, things are different. We're, we're, we're going about and, and they're not as planned. But that's the way it works sometimes. And, and, and let me just tell you something, God's not, 
God has a way of working some things out the least suddenly. And take a look at the wise men. These men were not astrologers, they were astronomers. There's a big difference there. But even if I, I, I was to say that they were astrologers, which they weren't, but if I, I did, and they, and they weren't, but uh, if, if I did, they weren't, but if I did, and well, they weren't. <laughs> Notice that in the Bible, it didn't take them to Jesus. Astrology did not lead them to Jesus. It led them to Jerusalem into Herod's house. And Herod was out to kill Christmas. So technically, if you want to go with astrology, it led them to the enemy of Jesus. Now, you remember the story because Herod had to go ask where the Messiah was going to be born. And guess who he asked for the information? Bible scholars, thank you very much. The Bible scholars said he'll be born in Bethlehem of Judea. Then the wise men take off from there. And, and the light focused and led them right to the house. Now that's a story that always blows my mind. We, we take a look at it, we call it a star, but I've never seen a star uh, appear or not appear, but then travel and sit over a house. I always tell people, look, let's be real here. Uh, you've heard of the glory of God. That's what I believe it was, the glory of God that led those wise men. And there's a whole story behind the wise men and the Magi, but I won't get into that right now. But they, they, they watched as the light focused and led them to the house that Jesus was in. And when they got to him, they worshiped him. Now remember, this isn't at his birth, so it's not, it's not in a manger someplace with cows and, and donkeys and sheep and all that stuff. He, at this point, is around two years of age. And Joseph and Mary have temporarily now, for the past couple of years, resided in Bethlehem, where the, where the wise men would have traveled. It would have taken them a two-year period to get to where Jesus was. There's some things there. They, they knew some things and so forth and so on, but they were on their way. The, they, 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 they move. So let me just put it this way. I love the wise men in the major scenes that we create, but I understand the difference, but it all connects itself together. What I'm trying to say is what the wise men did, they did, what they did was really right. And it's what every one of us can do. In other words, they followed the light that they had. Let me say that again. They followed the light that they had. They could have done a lot of different things, right? I mean, they're, they're that far away. And, and the reality is they could have done so many things concerning the star in the east. They could have taken a look at it and said, well, that's nice. Look at that. That's, that's wonderful. They could have discussed it amongst themselves, you know, formed a couple committees. They could have read about it. They could have written about it. But they actually did something about it. They followed the light that they had. And again, let me say that is all any of us can do. We can follow whatever light we have right now. I have found that if I follow what I have right now, God is always faithful to reveal more. But I start, I start with what I have 
rather than waiting for what I don't have. Okay, I'm going to say that again. It's in your notes, but I want to just say it again. I start with what I have rather than waiting for what I don't have. You know, I, I, I'm an early riser normally, and in my room, my bedroom, it's, it's really dark. Kathy likes it dark. I guess I'm better looking in the dark. Now, no amens, please. Just let me go on with this. So what I do a lot of times is I reach over and grab my phone and press the button so I have some light to move around in the room. But you know, if you just press that button, I'm not talking about using the flashlight on the back. I'm just talking about the light of the phone. It can only give you so much light. So the reality to that is, as I get ready, as I prepare myself so that I don't wake Kathy up with a lot of light, I'll go ahead and use that light to guide me but the thing is, I use the light on my phone to know what's in front of me. Now, here's the kicker. If I take a step, it, the light then takes one step further as well. It goes one more step. So the reality is, if I use what I have and I take the step where I can see, the light takes a step and I'm able to take another step into that. And every step I take, the light takes one. So reality is, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know why God doesn't show us everything all at one time. Maybe it would probably scare us too much. But what I have found is that he gives it to me one step at a time. All you can do is what you can do with the light that you have right now. Can somebody say amen out there? <sighs> Are you familiar with the Christmas song? I'm sure you are. The Christmas song of Little Drummer Boy. Come lay cold me. pa ra pa pum pum <laughs> A newborn king to see. pa ra pa 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 I'll be honest with you. The song annoys the tar out of me. But I love the story of the Little Drummer Boy for Christmas. Because what happens is, <coughs> excuse me, he gets invited to go. And everybody's bringing gifts for the king, but he doesn't have anything to give. And, and, and so, as a result, he goes, I am a poor boy, pa ra pa pa pum I have no gift to bring, pa ra pa pum pum He brings whatever he has, and he says, I play the drum for him, pa ra pa pa pum ba 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 But he, 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 he says, I, I played my drum for him. I played my best for And the song goes on and on and on. And then closes with, Then he smiled at me. Then he smiled at me. Oh, man, whatever. But how else can I say this? And I want to say it to you again. Some of you may be in for the biggest blessing you have ever had in a season that, quite frankly, you'd never guess would, would, would produce anything like that. Because one of the silver linings during tough times is that they can't force us to not realize what this is all about. Why did Jesus smile at you? Do you have anything to bring him? <laughs> You just play the drum the best you can. Pa-ra-pa-pum-pum. <laughs> Some of you may not be able to, let's face it, do as well 
as maybe you've done in the past for your kids and family this year. But if you just bring the best you can, they're going to remember that. So let me say it. Do the best with what you have, with what you know, and follow the light that you do have. Can somebody say amen? I mean, there's enough stuff out there trying to kill Christmas. That's, that's, that's Herod. You know the question I have? Why is it that so many people out there are so disturbed by Christmas? It seems the more secular our culture becomes, it's, it's not just that we don't want Christmas, we want out of Christmas. Stores, you know, several years ago, you know, which were, they, at that, they would have gladly said Merry Christmas. Now they can't even say Merry Christmas. They just simply have to say Happy Holidays. Ha holidays? Ha ho, happy holiday. <laughs> But what get, I love it when I hear people and, you know, they're saying happy holiday to the customer there. And the customer goes, no, it's Merry Christmas. And I just get this big smile on my face. I love it. There is a Herod spirit out there, friend. But let me tell you something about a Herod spirit. He cannot kill your Christmas. He tried to stop Jesus, but he couldn't do it. You know what's interesting is that out of our four Gospels, there's only two of them that actually mention the Christmas details. One, for example, is Matthew, who does mention the wise men. If it wasn't for Matthew, we wouldn't even know about the wise men. Only Luke, for example, mentions the shepherds. If it wasn't for Luke, well, then we'd have no idea or understanding about the shepherds. You, you have to put the two of them together in order to get all the Christmas details. Mark has no Christmas details. He opens up the baptism of Jesus and skips over the childhood. And John gets very philosophical. John doesn't have any Christmas details. He begins, though, with the light. And I love it out of the message version in John 1 and verse 4. It says, what came into existence was life, and the life was light to live by. The light, light blazed out of darkness. And the darkness couldn't put it out. Amen, amen, and amen. Guess where the greater one lives? He lives inside of us. You have a victory that overcomes the world, even your faith. Romans 8 says that you are more than a conqueror through him who has loved you. And I love that more than, because that's two words in the English one word in the Greek, <clears throat> excuse me, and it literally means hyper. It's where we get, uh, you know, it, it, hyperness from. It's an, it's an ADD Christian, okay? Attention and deception. Attention, oh, forget it. I can't even say it. But that's, a cra that's the crazy thing. I mean, you are a hyper conqueror. That's who you are. It's just, you know, you just don't know one thing, all things. Boom, 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 boom. It drives the enemy nuts that you are more than, that you are a hyper-conqueror through Christ who has loved you. Look, I, I love the way that the Father himself looks at Christmas. You know it. For God so loved the world that he gave, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, you notice what's being said there, whosoever believes in him 
should not perish, but have everlasting life. Whosoever, you realize that's a choice. That's a choice there. And then when you look at verse 17, it says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Why does a, why does a good God send anyone to hell? Well, if you understand the Bible, he doesn't send anyone to hell. Our choices do. Whosoever. He comes to offer you salvation. Not to send you somewhere. He comes to deliver you from the place that you're in. Look at verse 19. And this is the condemnation. That the light has come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light. Because their deeds were evil. I look at that and say that's got to be one of the saddest comments in the scriptures. That God did everything he could to help. And they didn't want that kind of help. Because they loved darkness more than the lights. Because their deeds were evil. You've got to remember this Christmas season. It is about love. For God so loved the world that he gave. Who did he give? His only begotten Son. That's, that's the truth. The ultimate message of Christmas. That in Him was life, and that life was the light of men. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 said it. That God has put eternity in the hearts of every single one of us. And nothing will ever fill that except for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who brings us back into that relationship, that completeness for which you and I were created for. So this morning, if you don't have a relationship with him, with the reason for this season, whose name is Jesus Christ, it's just not a nice story. I'm sorry, it's not a story. It's truth. It's, it's fact. It, 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 it can be looked up. It can be touched. But the reality of it is, it still is a whosoever. It's still a choice. Whether we receive or accept or we reject and walk away. That choice is yours this morning. And I believe that God is dealing with your heart, dealing with your life. Letting you know that you can't do this life without it. That he is who he says he is and loves you the way he has said he loves you. So this morning, if you'll receive of that, he will receive of you. It doesn't matter what you've done, who you are, where you've been, what you're up to, what problems you have, what addictions are hanging over here, over you. He receives you just as you are. It's not really, don't take this wrong, but it's not because of who you are. Or, or, or what you've done. It's because of who he is and what he's done. And he is unconditional love. So the question I have for you this morning is will you receive him as your Lord, as your Savior, as that one who wants to redeem you and become to you what you need him to be? Father, I thank you for this morning, and I thank you for your word. I pray that you'll continue to just touch and minister 
in lives this morning who are walking through possibly what is the most difficult year that they've ever had in their life. I pray that you will continue to remind them to, to use what they have and with what they know and the light which they have. And you will never fail them, forsake them, leave them alone. You are with them always. And Lord, I pray that through this time, that they walk through this time, that you'll continue to become what they need you to be. I pray for those that are making a choice this morning to say yes to the gift that you've given through your son, Jesus Christ, that they would pray from within their heart, Lord Jesus, forgive me. Come into my life. Save me. Be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. If you prayed that prayer this morning, I'd like for you to put some action to that choice. Could you just drop us an email or a phone call or something here at the church and let us know or maybe tell somebody that's around you or by you that you prayed this prayer? Let me tell you something. There's a lot more in store for you that God wants to do to bless you, to minister to you, to touch your life. It's not a bunch of rules and regulations. Uh-uh, that's not what I'm talking about. He wants to grow you. He wants to become to you. He wants to heal your land. He wants to love on you. So tell somebody. Share it with somebody. And, and we'd love to, for you to be able to tell us because we've got some stuff we'd like to equip you with as well. So God bless you. And may you have a great week. Let's pray together that what's surrounding us now will continue to be resolved. In Jesus' name, amen.